This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Education Matters. I'm Katie Olmstead, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, which represents 120,000 K-12 teachers, higher ed faculty members, and education support professionals in the state. Our ranks are now about 100 members stronger, with the Finley Paraprofessional Association, or FPPA, becoming OEA's newest local association. This was a move that was years in the making, with so many obstacles for the founding members to overcome. But ultimately, they collected the signed union cards they needed and won their election with 90% of the vote. We sat down with registered behavior technician Sophie Crawford, who was a teacher and principal in her native France, and with Ann Smith, an interpreter for the deaf and hard of hearing at the high school in Finley. Both educators led the charge there, and we asked them to share their thoughts. Sophie and Ann, thank you so much for joining us. How are you feeling? This is a huge, huge accomplishment. It feels good, really good. I'm very, very happy for we have managed to do this and happy for everybody who is going to to profit from this. Yeah. So let's walk through what it took to get to this point. You're both founding members. And Sophie, you were telling me this started because you got mad, which I love. I love that about this story. Yes, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like the French Revolution, but <laughs> yes, it started with uh, the change in our insurance premium, health insurance premium, that went over the roof. Uh, it went up 100% without any warning. And some people quit their job because they couldn't pay anymore. And I saw people crying over this. And I'm like, this is wrong. This is so wrong. And this is when, as I told you, we started to talk uh, in the lunch, during lunch. And what can we do? I mean, the email we told us that there would be changes in the insurance just basically told us unionized people, nothing will change for you. Non-unionized people, well, we cannot tell you, but it's going to change. And it changed 100%. So this is when we got mad and started to think about it and talk with Anne, talk with a lot of people who were very, very angry too. And Anne, what was your reaction when Sophie approached you and said, you know what, let's be the union then. If, if they're going to say unionize people, this doesn't affect you. I want to be in a union. What did you think? I was all in for it. I have started my 28th year now in the school system. So I was all in, I, I was, it was abhorrent what they have done to us for so many years. And then to just raise that insurance. And when we questioned it, it was like, if you don't like it, quit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have 28 years in this system now. And you're telling me I'm not worth anything that you're expendable. We don't care. We'll raise it a thousand percent if we want to. Mm-hmm. You have no recourse. Obviously that would hurt you as a, as professionals, but the people who would really suffer are your students and you're an interpreter for the deaf and hard mm-hmm. of hearing at the high school. Uh, Sophie, you're a registered behavior technician. You work with autistic children. 
these students mm-hmm. need you. Do you feel like the district didn't recognize that when they were making these decisions? They, they um, did not care. I have, like I said, I'm sorry, my 20th year, I have almost two years of sick time because there are no subs. So if I am not there, my students are deaf and they have no one there for them. So I don't take time off and they, they don't care. Yeah, that's pretty much the same for everybody. Uh, even a paraprofessional in a regular classroom, they are moved from classroom to classroom. They, they are, yes, and said it the right, I mean, said the right word, we are expandable and disposable. Mm-hmm. So, But not if you have a union voice. Talk to me I a little that, bit about what difference that makes. Well, first we will have a contract because we don't have a contract right now. So from year to year, we don't know if we have a job. I mean, comes the end of the year, we don't know if we are still going to be employed the the year after. So we're assuming we are, but we don't know that. I think that will be the first uh, big, big step, having a contract. Right. That will protect us. Yeah, we are protected. And I think it's also... The evaluation system is sometimes you're evaluated, sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes no rhyme or reason, but they can then all of a sudden say, ah, you didn't live up to this, you're gone. And we have absolutely no recourse. We have no one to turn to, to help us. That's not acceptable. It is not. <laughs> you see things as employees and sometimes you're hesitant to say anything because you know it's your word against someone else and you have no one in your corner. Now, I have to imagine in, a, in an environment like that, sticking your neck out and saying, yeah, we're going to form a union then, you probably had some fears about how the administration was going to treat you through that process. A lot of people told me, well, we tried some years ago and we have been kind of intimidated and we didn't do it so be careful I have been warned be careful it might and I said I don't care (laughs) I will I mean I will say it's my fault I take everything on me if uh, there there are problems with the administration and uh, but a lot of people were very scared to sign the card very scared to talk about it because they thought they would be fired Yes, I heard so many times, mm-hmm. I need this job. I need mm-hmm. this job, even though the insurance is horrible and I have nothing, I need this. I can't, I can't sign this. I'm, I'm too afraid to lose my job. But in the end, you had 90% vote, a 90% vote. That is, it blows my mind and I'm so happy for you. Yes. What did it take to get there? A lot of talking. A to lot people. of work. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. great people in each building go out and talk to people and, and assure them that it's okay. You can tell us what you need. Um, the administration is not going to be able to fire you. And a lot of people were hesitant, but we had such a good core of people helping us get oh, yes. the word out. Yes, I, I feel like we kind of built a web in each school with people, okay, uh, Okay, you are at Washington Preschool, please. Can you tell your colleagues that? And and this is how we worked with people we knew, people I, I go to yoga with. And uh, 
talk to them over there after class. And uh, yes, people have been very, very helpful. I mean, this has been really a teamwork from everybody. And I don't know about you, Sophie, but I feel now more, we're a much more cohesive group. Mm -hmm. um, the, the high school is very, very large and we're very um, scattered about in different classes and we may not, the different paraprofessionals may not run into each other that often. Mm -hmm. And now that this has gone through, people walk through the hall and they're nodding at each other and they're saying hi to each other. And it just yeah. feels like we're part of something now yes, where before exactly. the, we were just there, but now we're really part of a team. We are FPPA. Yeah. You are mm -hmm. FPPA. And that has to feel so good to say, was there a tipping point uh, where you realized, hey, this is going to happen? There were a lot, a lot of times where I have been discouraged. We have been discouraged with that. People don't answer our emails. People don't come to the meetings because we had meetings. We were waiting for some people and there were like four people showing. And then came COVID and the schools closed. And then we had no way to talk to people, but we have been persistent, I guess, and it paid off. Oh, definitely, definitely the, the COVID. And then I feel like the administration has thrown up roadblocks yes. every step of our way. Well, we can't give you this information because of some excuse. Well, mm -hmm. we can't meet now because of something else. So it drug on and on. And we were afraid we were going to lose people, people until we have got to get going. Yes. They try also to tell us that we didn't have enough cards, that uh, we didn't have common interests. We couldn't gather all these people because there were no common interests. And every time I think the OEA lawyer said, oh, yes, they do. Yes, they can. <laughs> it was lawyer against lawyer. And we won. What yeah. was the role in OEA in helping you through this process? Obviously, this was your project. This was your baby, your crusade, but you had some help. We had some help. We had some help from Matthew Hyde and Dee Groman, who have been like the, the bones, <laughs> the skeleton of our uh, campaign, because they, they brought so much knowledge about uh, the process, about the laws, like Matthew said, sent us all the, the article of law telling, you can't be fired. This is what Ohio law says. Talk to people, tell them this. We sent the article to everybody to make, the, make sure that they wouldn't be afraid to be fired. Uh, and Dee has been, I mean, is amazing. She has such knowledge of everything and she is such a fierce lady, but helped us a lot, a lot. She's still there. I mean, she wrote the contract, the draft of the contract, and she's going to be negotiating with us. And I think, I don't know if we could have done this without them. It strikes me how different this experience is here in the United States versus where you're from, Sophie, from France. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. Yes, I have never, I mean, I have been a teacher in France for 23 years and four years as a principal. And... Um, I have never joined a union, but as I told you, unions are available. They are different ones because they are very political, so uh, politically oriented. So you can choose from one union or another, but 
in France, you can join whenever you want and the one you want. So I was very, very surprised. I had to learn everything, everything. I didn't know that you had to create a union. You had to build it. And I had to learn everything. What value would you tell people the union has? I mean, I I think it creates, as I say, a sense of protection for people and the solidarity, I think, between people. I think that's very, very important. That would be the essence of the union for me. I agree. I feel that hopefully everybody will realize they have a voice. It's not just what we want. It's what everyone wants. And we're going to work to try to get the best for everyone. So, Anne, you're on the negotiation team. You guys are about to start bargaining your very first contract. What are some of the big challenges and some of the big opportunities you see moving forward? I think we have been, I don't want to say mistreated, but just ignored for so long that I think anything that we get, I know the the biggest thing is the insurance and being paid for us having a career. And that's the way we all view it. This is a career. This yes. is not just some job that we're doing just for the fun of it. This is our career because we care about the, our students that we're working for. So we want to work on the insurance and we definitely want to work on the pay, but we just want to work the most of just being recognized and being appreciated for mm-hmm. the part of the team that we are, that the teachers know that if we aren't there, they're not going to get anything done. And we just want the administration and everybody else to realize how valuable we are. And we have seen a lot of turnover. I mean, people get the job and then quit because oh, they get something better elsewhere. And I think uh, keeping the paraprofessionals in the school for a long time, I mean, you get better people to work with the kids. And Sometimes it is not happening because just people just come for a few months, one year, two years, and then, well, find better elsewhere. So as a, yes, I think the word career is a good word. We want a career. We don't want to be just there for. And I know, like everyone says, how difficult teaching is. And it is, but we're right there with them. But no one ever says, oh my gosh, those paraprofessionals, the extra hours they put in, the extra time they put in, the care they give those children. Wow, they're doing a great job. I need to stop right there. We don't get that from any of the staff. From from one human being who watches you and is in absolute awe of what you do, those paraprofessionals, those extra hours they put in, the care they give their students. Wow, I need you to hear that. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. Do you think that having the union representation will achieve your goals? We're hoping. We are hoping. that You don't strike me as a hoping kind of person. You strike me <laughs> as a doing kind of person. Well, there is only hope at the beginning and then there is uh, determination. We will do it. I really think, I really think we will. I'm not saying that we're going to come in and we're going to steamroll and get everything we want because we know it is a negotiation. It's a give and take. But everything that we've worked for is going to culmination in us being better at our jobs because we have the support of so many people behind us. 
Absolutely. One thing I forgot to ask a little earlier in this, for people who are unfamiliar with the process, walk me through the steps that it took to get from I'm angry to I'm bargaining a contract. Wow, a lot. Yes, a lot. We had to kind of probe people to um, see if there was enough interest to create this, to start this, not even to create, to start talking about it. So that has been the first, and this is where uh, the president of the teachers union have been very helpful because they uh, created a survey that they sent me and I sent the survey to everybody. And this is how it started really with the survey with people expressing their concern and said, yes, I, not I would join first, but yes, I am interest, interested in hearing about it. And then we had to meet the right persons to help us. And uh, it was with the um, paraprofessionals of the school I work at Jefferson. We met Dee Groman and Matt, who told us exactly what to do after the survey. And then we talked to everybody. We approached everybody else. I think one thing that was very difficult is the only way we could, that Sophie could reach out to people, first of all, was through our school email. And people mm -hmm. were very scared to yeah. respond to that. So we had to please ask to get your personal email so that we can talk to you without being in any violation or them being scared of us, of them, mm -hmm. you know, hurting them because they were showing an interest. That was a big, that was a big hurdle to get over. Yes. And then what did it take to become recognized? I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, we want to be a union. It's another thing to actually take your seat at the table. Well, it, we had to have those cards signed. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a meeting uh, at the park <laughs> and to distribute the cards to people who came. And then we had people who said, hey, I will take some cards and I will give them to my school. And we managed to have 70 cards and that was yeah, it, 70 cards signed. Yeah. So it was way enough, way enough to tell the administration, okay, we are going to do it. We have enough cards. And, and the, then the cards kept coming in. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, first he thought that we could just join being um, under the teacher's umbrella. But the administration said, have been very tough about it. I mean, didn't want this. So we had to organize elections. But the elections that proved them that, yeah, 90% were in. And I so. think that 90% was more than we anticipated because yes. I still feel that up until the vote, people were still scared. Mm -hmm. And there were a number of people that we had talked to that they were like, absolutely not. I want nothing to do with this. No, no, no. And when it came down to it, and they saw everybody, they voted for it. They yes. realized this is going to help me. And that's what really pushed us over were the people who were so hesitant at first, they finally realized this is going to help me. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell other parapros in other districts? Uh, what would you tell other people who don't have union representation right now, who might be scared to take that first step? What would you say? Just do it <laughs> just do it <laughs> uh, yes i mean i have been scared too at the beginning and 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 
plus, as I say, I had to learn everything. Uh, sometimes I feel that I don't speak well enough. So, you know, I'm very hesitant. But yes, fear not. Do it. Do it. And I just get a good core of people that will help because we, we might have been in at the beginning, but I had so much help with other people that jumped right in and talked to other people when I yes. couldn't talk to people and they mm -hmm. would collect cards and they would go back and they missed someone this time and they would go back again. And mm -hmm. we just had people were just fabulous to help us. Because at the very beginning, it was only uh, Anne, Melinda and I to try to contact all those people. Then we had two other people joining the organizing team uh, to help us with the uh, a Facebook page, a newsletter, and uh, that has been very helpful. And then that was the way to contact everybody and have a web, have a web. Mm -hmm. Everybody's standing together. Yes, Ann Smith, exactly. Sophie Crawford, thank you so much. The founding members of the Finley Paraprofessional Association, <laughs> FPPA, congratulations. Thank, thank you, you so much. We'll be checking back in with the Finley Paraprofessional Association later this season to see how bargaining their first contract turned out. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you about what else you want to hear on this podcast. Email us at educationmatters at ohea.org. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.